0: And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey, welcome back to the program. Thanks for staying with us. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. We're broadcasting from the legendary Rack Shack Barbecue Studio in Egan, Minnesota. hitnergroup.com H-I-T-T-N-E-R group.com. 612-627-8000. That's 612-627-8000. Give us a ring-a-ling. We'll be happy to have a chat with you about your housing needs. We have Rick Storley in the studio. Uh, Rick, tell us, what's the name of your company?
1: Builder Lead Converter.
0: Builder Lead Converter, which is now a software company, right? Yeah, we're a software as a service company. Okay, software as a service company. So you help builders, uh, and we have uh, internet listeners all over the country. So if you're a builder listening... What is it exactly that you do for your builders and for your builder clients?
1: The, the, the mission is to 2x the productivity of each salesperson by giving them a perfect sales assistant.
0: Okay. So like a, like a virtual sales assistant to help them track and monitor their sales activity.
1: That's part of it. More, a lot of it is, though, is that we just actually reduce their workload.
0: Oh. Yeah. How, how so?
1: Well, so you think about it from a sales specialization standpoint. You know, right now if you're, let's say you're, you're a realtor, mm-hmm. you've got to be good at lead generation. You got to be good at follow up. You got to be good at then converting those leads into appointments, and then you got to be good during the sales process, and then usually the after sales service as well. So, what I've found over the years is that um, there is no person that's good at everything, and most real estate salespeople are drawn to the the interaction, the one on one conversation. So they're, they're people people, yeah, right? right? I'm a, I'm a right. people Absolutely. people. Absolutely. They suck at paperwork, right? But they're very good at the relationship aspect of the business. So what we do with Builder Lead Converter is we actually take away all the things that they don't like to do. So we generate the leads, we follow up with them, we book appointments. So we just integrate calendars and book appointments as time's convenient to them. I still provide sales training and coaching, you know, during the sales process. Mm -hmm. And then after the sale, we do all the online reputation and we do referral programs to try to bring in the next lead and, and, uh, you know, just keep keep the ball rolling. So it allows the salesperson to become a specialist where they really just take off at at that initial phone call and then they just do what they do best, which is sell. Uh, and when they get them to the contract, the the, the purchase agreement, again, we take over again with uh, reputation management and, you know, we do a series of, of uh, surveys and make sure that the experience was a good one. Um, if the experience was a positive one, we'll make sure that we get reviews posted mm-hmm. on Facebook and house and, and, Google. Uh, and uh, at the same time, we encourage every builder to have a, a referral program, you know? So,
0: so that's a lot i mean that's a, that is that's a lot, <laughs> that's a lot. so thanks you thanks for coming in what what is your when you when you sit down first of all what size builder is a good fit for your company
1: any size builder that has either website traffic or runs paid advertising digital paid advertising okay so it doesn't matter if you're a, a one man show or if you've got a, a, a team of 20
0: so if and that helps them Really put a system behind them that even like a builder, I mean, you know, you know, uh, I know a lot of builders and they're, they're good at building.
1: Thank you. <laughs> right? They're good at building. They're yeah. good at building.
0: But sometimes on the, on the customer service side or on the, even on the paperwork side and the business side of things, not so good. But they build a fine product. And so they need that support and because they don't want to be that. Right, they want to hire somebody to do to do that side of the business. What do you see when you come in? You, what are your biggest challenges coming in? With, I'm gonna you're gonna sit down with a builder for the first time. Uh, first of all, how would they get a hold of you? What's, how would they reach you? What's the contact?
1: Builderleadconverter.com. Okay. is the is the website? Okay, and that's uh, the best way to go. Yep.
0: Builderleadconverter.com. So they sit, they reach out to you. You schedule a, a, an appointment with them. Phone, Zoom. Yeah, we person. just start
1: on it. We just, we just do a, a demo where I'll, I'll meet on, online. We do a Zoom call. And, you know, the first thing I do is I try to figure out what is, where's the builder at right now and what are their goals? Because mm-hmm. you know, things have changed so much in that, you know, before it's like, well, I want to make sure I get leads in. And a lot of times right now it's like uh, there's too many leads. Uh huh. And and I can't handle all the volume. So the the worst, I think, the cardinal sin, and this is actually goes back to the consumer too. What do they hate more than anything else? They hate reaching out to contact somebody and mm-hmm. then nothing. nothing, then nothing. And that happens so so often. So what we do is we just take and we do it for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I spent the last fifteen you know years trying to train salespeople to do this, and I figured out one thing. There was one problem with every salesperson I trained. They were human.
0: Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to do it.
1: They didn't want to do it. Or you know what? They would get busy or they would forget. Or maybe one of them are really good at this part, but they, didn't, they weren't good at this part. You know, what do we do? It's something we're not good at. We just naturally just sort of back, walk away right? from Back right. away from it. And so, you know, we, I looked at it. What do salespeople do really, really well? It's when they get into that conversation they get in the relationship with the client, they usually handle that the best. And everybody's got a different style, but you know what? As long as you get them from point A to point B and the client's happy and the builder's making money and there's a, an exchange of services for money and you walk away and say, hey, I have a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. The builder says, you know what? I sold a home. I made some money. I paid my staff. I can do it, do it again. That's the goal. So w- what I looked at is that instead of trying to train salespeople as a trainer to do the right mm-hmm. thing each and every time, I just said, you know what, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. That's why CRM systems, customer relationship management, it does they don't work. Because if you think if you guys probably use a CRM, sure. most everybody does. The problems with CRM systems is that it gets in the way of the sale versus helping the sale. Because you think about it as like, okay, you have this conversation, you have this relationship mm-hmm. going, you're on the phone, you're texting, you're maybe doing face to face showings, you know, whatever it is. And then you're supposed to go back at the end of the day and you're supposed to type all the notes in the CRM right, and right. do all the stuff and what am I going to do next? And the salesperson says, I'm exhausted. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So you know what? I built a system where it's like I do all that for them. All you do is you just take and drag from one step to the next and it's like here I am right now and then the system takes over and does all the support, all the all the personal system things that you would have that you would have a person do. Hmm. And
0: it's all automated, which is it's all automated. glorious. Yep. Uh because even when you have staff which we've had they have to actually do it too yeah exactly they're human right (laughs) right and sometimes they don't do it they don't do their job and so things get missed and get dropped and forgotten and then to me the crm is great for for you know keeping notes essentially that you want to remember that Mm -hmm. type of thing but it's not going to do it's not going to have that conversation for you yep you know it's not going to build that relationship for you
1: and you and you i mean it's you gotta you gotta keep some of that information somewhere. I'm not gonna remember everybody's mm-hmm. address. It's basically an online rule of that. Yeah, career. exactly. It's, it's a it's a necessary tool, but it's and I spent ten years trying to develop a CRM software system. You know, before I switched to, to what I'm doing right now. Hmm. And what I figured out was is no matter how well I designed it, I could not get it to flow with the the sale. Is that was always an afterthought. It was always an add on. And of course, what would happen is is that the 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 people that were selling the most, that were busiest, they use it the least. Mm-hmm. Right. The people that were the least busy, so true, Used it the most. So True. <laughs> Tons of notes in there, <laughs> but what we you, haven't sold what are you thinking?
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking I want to hire them. <laughs> so we, you just described. You we know, we've got the CRM and we've got the action plans and all you, that he,
1: stuff. And he's always like, "I'm the only one that I'm ever, the only goes, one in ever here. goes in there." Goes in there. Damn yeah, thing. He yeah.
0: doesn't sell. Oh, everyone's
1: geez. else busy. They're busy selling. Gee, creepers.
0: Yeah. And I go in there and we're closing out a file, and I look and and they have all the. Things in there, their to dos and their action steps that there's and they haven't checked off a single one of them. Yeah. not a single one. Yeah. and so then deal's closed though. But the deal closed, so I don't. So deals. they did those steps. They just maybe. don't go in there. Maybe. maybe, or maybe the yeah. steps aren't necessary. We had a conversation right. this morning with one of the agents, and and, uh, and I was ta- telling him about. He was having trouble with a client, and and I talked about the problems that happened throughout the transaction. How complicated the transactions are right now. People think it's so easy. Oh wow, just put the sign. You don't even have to put the sign in the front yard. It sells immediately. Well it's it's after that's the easy part. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. after that that all the world comes to an end, and all the the tornado comes into the room and starts. Well, blowing yeah, if you get the around. net sheet wrong, and you're <laughs> in trouble. Right. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> but we have a letter that addresses that up front. So you can send this out to people, and it was like news to them. It's like we've had this letter in the system for you know fifteen years. Right.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I I developed something still. called a send ahead twenty years ago when I was still at College City. Okay, and the send ahead was the idea was it, it's like when you're when you're going to go buy a house. The last thing you should do is get together with your realtor and just go start looking at homes. The first thing you should do is you should sit down with that realtor, You know, talk about what do you need, want, and wish for in the home. Yeah. What are the goals? What do you expect in the relationship, the fiduciary responsibilities? All that good stuff. It's so, so important. So I developed this thing called the Send Ahead. It's for the salesperson just to send it out to the lead prior to that meeting and say, tell me what you need, want, and wish for in the home. Right. Because there's one consistent with new construction, and it happens, I'm sure, with the existing houses as well, is that everybody has a champagne taste and a beer budget. Right. And, and I deal with clients that sell $250,000 homes in Ocala, Florida, to ones that sell $2.5 million homes on estates in Houston, you know, just massive equestrian estates. Everybody wants – more, they want the most for the least. Right, right, right. So, what do you do? The first thing you do is have them break it down. What do you need to have in a house, want, and wish for in a house? Yeah. Because when it comes to the point where you got to cut back, mm-hmm. what do you do? You pull out the sheet and go, Well, here's your wishes. We got all your needs. We got most of your wants in here. Maybe we won't be able to get the wishes. Either that or we got to kick the budget up. Yeah. Wants, you know, needs, hopes, and dreams, and then the reality of the of what. And then you know, the reality can- sits in. Yeah, exactly. So the lower the price point, obviously, the more critical that is. The higher the price point, people have the resources. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have on the show for you today. Why don't you send us out here?
0: Okay. So we're going to head out to break. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Give them your website address one more time.
1: Builderleadconverter.com. Okay.
0: We'll be back after these messages with the big money talk in the program. I'm so excited to hear about this rehab business here. You will. Okay. We'll be right back.
1: Get back tag barbecue Ooh.